today it's all about cwd cwd updates coming up next for unit cwd this is the archery hunt september 23rd to the october 27th and then it breaks for the uh, juvenile hunt and picks back up october 30th at that point you can hunt with a gun yeah, right basically right after juvenile in unit cwd you can hunt with a gun it runs through january 12th and again that's just unit cwd right. you know make sure you check your hunting guide if you're in the guide everything's color-coded the names are there for the counties that fall in unit cwd regulation good you mentioned that because we're going to touch on transportation today and that applies to a lot more counties it's in our hunting guide page 29 there's a pretty good map and it shows which counties are in that management zone it's not unit cwd but it's the management zone right. for transportation and feed we established that zone to make things a little bit simpler for hunters as far as where they can take deer across county lines and, and whatnot you can go green to green if you can move it from yalla to yalla and yalla to green but once you get in in that management zone which is the green zone it's not supposed to go back across the river into those yalla counties The award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We've got a great show lined up for you today, Don. Yeah, back at home here in Studio yeah. B. How about that? We've been on the road for a few shows. We have been. But it's good to be back. It is. It really is. Is. And uh, hey, we got some good news as far as the radio station front goes. Sweet, let's hear it. WCMT over in the Martin area of Northwest Tennessee and uh, AM 1410 in the, on their FM side, 101.3 FM. And uh, they've got a group of sister stations that are also joining in on the, awesome. the Wildcast uh, team. So, so what's anyway. that bring us up to? Drum roll, please. Oh, gosh, about 33 radio stations awesome. now. So Yeah, that's great. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. We were hanging in that 20 range for a long time. Now we're up to 30 plus, so that's great. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, anyway, covering that, that area of the state really well now. Awesome. Well, uh, speaking of West Tennessee, we got some guys in here that that's what I was thinking. Work in that area of the state. Yeah, how about that? WCMT, that's my neck of the woods too. All right, awesome. Well, that's the voice of Jeremy Dennison. He works out at the uh, the new facility out in West Tennessee for CWD, and he's going to be giving us some updates today. Appreciate you being here. Sure. Hey, thanks. Thanks. And then Glad we got Doctor Dan Grove with us today. <laughs> he's going to be filling us in on some of the health issues and things with CWD. Right. Yep disease and that sort of thing we appreciate him being here he's always helpful in those those realms glad to be here yeah i'm glad you're here too um you want to update folks i kind of touched on it but what do you do what do you do jeremy for the agency what's your what's your title and what's your um, my actual title is cwd field coordinator basically you know there's a whole lot of people that have uh have a job related to everything cwd and uh, my job is to sort of facilitate the field activities and and sort of manage kind of getting the samples to the lab and and all that good stuff so a lot of different things but that's kind of putting it in a box that's what it is so. it's a it's a full-time job right yeah it is it is <laughs> Uh, CWD is here to stay, unfortunately, and at least out in the West Tennessee. And right. It's a full-time job. Yep. Just out of curiosity, Jeremy, before CWD, tell me what your role was. Well, actually, when I, not too long before CWD. All three uh, weeks of it? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, uh, I came in at what, what is now Biodiversity. Okay. And so I was a Sweet. surveys manager and uh, non-game at that, at that time. And then... Um, 
was lucky enough to promote to the regional big game biologist uh-huh. in uh, November of 2018, and then in December of 2018, wow, kind of got turned on its head, and um, mm-hmm. so. So three weeks, like Dan said. Yeah, it was great. That was a great. We, three we blame it on him. Yeah. <laughs> so, and while we're touching on the history, you grew up hunting and fishing in Tennessee. Absolutely, awesome. I grew up in Dyer County, um, deer hunting, squirrel hunting as a kid. Um, still deer hunt to this day. Yeah, uh, awesome. every chance I get. So, yeah, always I've always lived in West Tennessee. Uh, live up around the Martin area. Uh-huh. Um, so, awesome. Yep, that's yeah. me. Dan, you want to jump in? Yeah, um, I'm the well. I serve as TWA's wildlife veterinarian. Right. Um, I work for the University of Tennessee. Um, in the university, I'm with an extension, um, and I serve as the wildlife health specialist for the state uh, for on behalf of extension within the university. Awesome. And you've been in Tennessee what since about 2018-ish, right, or 19? Yeah. Um, well, back to Tennessee. I actually grew up in East Tennessee. That's right. Uh, That's right. I forget so, that. Yeah. Yeah, kicking around in the Tennessee Valley and in the Smokies and places like that. You know, camping and fishing and doing those kind of things as a little kid. And, awesome. And whatnot. So, so you're yeah. you're a you bleed orange, right? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Both of my degrees are from there, and I now work there. So it's, that's very uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, uh, today, uh, if you don't already know, I don't guess we really mentioned it, but it's all about CWD, CWD updates, uh, in this this show. And uh, I was going to highlight the the season dates to get us started. Uh, hope everyone enjoyed the August hunt. You know what? While I'm saying that. You said you had updates on the August hunt. Sure, yeah, just some preliminary numbers. Uh, I ran when I got to the office Monday just to kind of see what we're looking at. I know the August hunt is really dependent on the weather. You know, you have some years where it's just super hot all three days. This year? Yeah, Yeah, man. Luckily, in parts of Tennessee, we got a little rain, and, like, the Sunday afternoon was actually really nice for for the season. Okay, Um, cool. It was up a little bit from the year previous. It's actually um, about 740 deer statewide were harvested, which is a a tick up from the five-year average. Um, So, you know, and a lot you know some people are getting out and taking advantage of that opportunity Uh, actually of the 750 or so that were harvested uh 650 or so were residents so okay uh about 95 or 100 were non-resident folks so very cool that's good to know that some folks are coming out and enjoying yeah yeah that's pretty neat and yeah that was the velvet hunt folks call it we call it the august hunt but it's yeah deer are in velvet more than likely more than likely they don't have to be to be illegally harvested it's a it's a buck only hunt yeah um, that does mix some people up that they have to be in velvet but they, they do have to have antlers uh but they don't have to be in velvet right so. yeah i haven't had a chance to try that season yet i just can't get myself out there in the heat in that time of year i didn't go this year uh i have gone previously uh you got to have all your ducks in a row when it's that hot, um, and it was definitely uh, a workout. <laughs> Climb and stand and all that in, uh, in August. So. Have the ice chest ready. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, you yeah got preserving it. that deer and getting it to the taxidermist or the, or the, the processor. Yeah, just... it, it takes a little extra planning uh, that time of the year, but a lot of people are taking advantage of it, and um, I've seen some pictures of some really, really nice deer. Um, I wouldn't say it's easier in the summer, but, you know, you might get lucky enough to catch a – mature bucks still in a summer pattern as far as feeding and uh-huh. uh, so and in those smiling faces or in those pictures there are smiling faces along with those nice deer sure everybody's always having a good time absolutely all right so coming up next is the uh, the uh, archery hunt september 23rd to october 27th uh for statewide and then it 
breaks for the uh, juvenile hunt and then picks back up statewide October 30th uh, through November 3rd. But for unit CWD, that uh, October 30th through the November 3rd date, you can, well, I guess, at that point, you can hunt with a gun, yeah, right? Basically, right after juvenile in unit CWD, you can hunt with a gun. Okay. Uh, through yeah. the end of the season. End of the season, so yeah. basically any weapon. I was looking down. I didn't look down far enough. But, yeah, it doesn't stop on that November 30th. It runs through January 12th. Yeah. So... And again, that's just unit CWD. Right. You know, make sure you check your hunting guide. Make sure you know what uh, deer hunting unit you're you're going to. So, I was checking out the little hunt planner card here, but yeah, in our guide, page 28, um, all the seasons are there, all the units, and then uh, right next to that is the the CWD information, and we're going to be touching on some of that today. So, uh, perfect. All right, Dan. Yeah, just one quick thing to note about the uh, Jeremy touched on it there is. Just because a, a county has had CWD founded, it may not have all the same regulations as unit CWD. So Correct. be careful to check um, which county specifically you're hunting in. Just because it had one positive or two positives, it may not have all the same regulations. And that's uh, more on the management side of things. Um, because, uh, you know, the less CWD, you don't have to be, you know, there's not as many strict regulations in place or... Sorry, I should say increased hunting opportunities in place in some of sure, those counties. Yeah. So, but all the incentive programs are available um, in all the counties that have been determined to be positive. Um, it's just the extended seasons and things like that are not necessarily um, applicable to all those counties. Perfect. Yeah. So if you're in the guide, everything's color coded. Uh, the names are there for the counties that fall in in that unit CWD regulation. So yeah, good, good you mentioned that because we're yeah. going to touch on transportation today, and that applies to a lot more counties. So, yeah. uh, perfect. So, folks who uh, may be new to the show or new to Tennessee may not know we have CWD. Dan, will you touch on what it is? Yeah, uh, chronic wasting disease um, is what CWD stands for. It is the long version of uh, the disease that's caused by prions. Um, and for CWD, it only impacts our cervid species here in Tennessee, and that's going to be, for our wild species, it's going to be our white-tailed deer and our elk. Uh, we have only found it in West Tennessee. Mm -hmm. It has not been found in our elk population, which is in East Tennessee, in either of the populations, the park population or the, uh, the Upper Cumberland uh, population. Um, basically, all it is is an abnormal protein. And but it's infectious, and so when this abnormal protein gets into the animal, it gets exposed to the normal proteins and makes those normal proteins misshape and turn into the abnormal form okay. of the protein. And when that happens, the body doesn't know what to do with it, can't break it down. These things start to bind together and form what we call plaques in, in basically um, in between the cells. And unfortunately, the place that these tend to form the most is in the brain and the central nervous system. Um, and so that stops the animal from behaving normally mm -hmm. the more it builds up. It's a really slow, progressive disease. Like if an animal was infected today, we probably wouldn't see any clinical signs, meaning the things that we can actually visually see, uh, for at least 12 to 18 months. So it would be next year around this time where we might potentially start seeing some signs in that animal. So really the only way to know is, is to harvest it and have it tested and that sort of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and when you do see clinical signs in an animal, we, we actually do have an online deer, sick deer reporting system that's statewide. Yeah. We may not be able to get out to every deer. 
um, certain deer meet the criteria of being able to try and get out there. A lot of times, by the time you get out to a deer that's been reported, it's not there anymore. Yeah, it's right? not there. You go. Yeah, but there's a lot of other diseases that can actually look like the clinical signs, you know, because, you know, basically the animal's just what we call unthrifty, right? Ain't doing right, ADR. Yeah, so <laughs> um, right. Yeah, yeah. you know, poor haircut may look a little thinner, you know, may still have velvet even like in December or something, oh, okay. you know, something yeah. weird like that. Uh, just, just overall just not doing well. Um, and it affects all sexes and all ages. Um, you know, they can be born with it. Um, or they can acquire it through direct transmission, so basically contacting another deer that has it, mm-hmm. or potentially even picking it up from the environment, because it does persist in the environment for an extended period of time. Yeah, unfortunately, it can do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so that's what CWD is, and and we discovered it in 2018 in Tennessee, right? But it's yep. probably here more than likely. I mean, it because like you said, it it takes a while to to show up. Yeah, and, and based on the numbers that we have, um, it's probably been here for a while, um, and it just went undetected. Uh, we, Like I said, the clinical signs will mimic a bunch of other diseases, so unless you're um, getting your hands on every sick-looking animal um, and testing them, you, you just don't know. Because um, we do have another disease in the state, hemorrhagic disease, mm-hmm. uh, that's more frequent. And we've seen outbreaks of that since the 50s. And so people, you know, were accustomed to seeing sick animals and just, oh, it's probably hemorrhagic disease. Um, so there, you know, there's a lot of potential some animals got missed there in the, the early years of, of introduction. Mm-hmm. We did as, as part of just regular check stations and, you know, biological data collection uh, throughout the years. We did test, we, we've always tested deer uh, ever since, what, 2001, I think, is when it really started. Um, so we, we tested a number of deer across the state uh, every year. It did go undetected. I guess it was in, er, prior to 2018, we changed the way we uh, did surveillance to more of a risk-based system, so mm-hmm. um, maybe looking at areas that are closer to other states where CWD is was or was known to exist. Um, so we kind of switched around how we did surveillance, and uh, unfortunately, and we detected it. Yeah, there's actually county goals set now. Yeah, um, before it was a larger scale, and so with the county goals, it gives you a more finer scale ability to detect the disease. Yeah. Um, and again, as Jeremy mentioned, it's weight based. So the animals that are more likely to have come across the disease by contacting with other animals are weighted heavier in the scheme. Yeah. So. Well, you beat me to it. I was going to applaud the agency because I mean we've they've been the wildlife division has been working hard to to test animals like you said since two thousand one. I wasn't sure of the date, but I knew it'd been a while. Yeah, it, and it, sampling it had been happening. It's just you know it was that till not till eighteen you found it. Yeah, uh, a lot of times you know everybody knows the annual check stations that were that we usually man uh, on like opening weekend of opening Saturday of muzzleloader and rifle season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. The majority of those throughout that time, you know, they were taking a number of samples uh, yeah. just, just as a surveillance tool. So. And cleared. And cleared. And then yep. even out, so just so folks know, this happens all across the state. So that's why we know, yep. and that we, you know, for we're certain, pretty certain that there's not CWD across the yeah. parts of the state. Yeah. yeah, like Dan mentioned, the county goals, if we meet those county goals, and for the most part we do uh, every year, uh, I won't say that we always do for every single county, uh, but yeah, if we meet those goals, we can we can say with uh, set up to say 95% certainty that we if it's present, it's less than 1%. So we we have a pretty good idea that we don't have it uh, in those counties where it's not present now. Yeah, or or it's below detectability, yeah. which is always a I mean, 
you can never say 100% that something is or isn't in a place. Right, um, right. And so it could just be below our detection threshold. But yeah. on that note, you know, um, we actually have met uh, goals for every county since we started this in 2018. So we've got five years where we've met it, all the goals. And it's not just during hunting season. It's The goals are basically uh, field staff have from July 1 of a year until June 30th, so basically the fiscal year. Um, to meet those goals yeah. mm-hmm. and so when we talk about these numbers that's the time period that it is and we set it up that way because the bulk of sampling is actually done during hunter harvest because that's when right. we get access to more animals but if the goals aren't met then then you know we can get road kills yeah. we you know other die-offs or things like that those sick deer reports that, that dan mentioned uh those go to the appropriate personnel in, in each region uh, if those deer get sampled you know that's that's points towards the uh towards the surveillance goals too so sweet okay yeah. great awesome so uh and then the throughout the year since 2018 there's been a, some spread that's why some of those counties that's why that that unit is growing a little bit mm-hmm. uh and you check your guide you can kind of see what uh, the spread, how the spreads happen, and visit our website cwdintennessee.com to see how that spread throughout the years. I don't want to stay there too long because I want to get to the transportation regulations that changed. That's what's kind of sparked this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, had some questions coming in, and and this this was set, uh, I think back in February, and then uh, so. But folks were so confused. I didn't know this went into effect. So it's in our hunting guide, page twenty nine. Mm-hmm. But let's. Touch on the regulations and what changed there and, and how people can transport. Yeah, right. I just want yeah. to clarify Go one, ahead, one thing real quick. I wouldn't use the term spread up to this point because okay. the way we were doing the surveillance, we kept moving out from where we originally detected it and doing more intensive in the periphery. And so what we've actually detected is probably where it was when we first found it. Okay. And so what we're, we've finally gotten... Because it was so intense in Fayette and Hardeman County, we had to keep going out further and further to see how far it already was. But to get that, like we mentioned before, you have to get a lot of samples to get like that one. Yeah. And so I think we're at that point now where anything from this point probably is true spread from our initial detection. But, okay. you know, it's, it's splitting hairs. But the reality, because everybody's like, oh, overnight, we just have it everywhere. And it's like, well, it probably was there. It's just it's, the yeah. rate at which we were trying to detect it, you know, we had to change. And we had to increase our sampling yep. to find it at that lower level. Um, and so I think we have a true idea of where it currently exists. Um, and so at this point in time, we've we've really shifted into the monitoring phase of, of spread, as well as how many animals on the landscape or prevalence of the disease in the different counties. So okay. just, yeah, just, yeah. just a minor point, but it's sure. we get to ask that, that a lot, sense. and it goes into these regulations as to why why didn't we just do this to start with it's like well we originally only found it in two counties the first year and then the next so it didn't like just it doesn't just drastically overnight spread to the level that we have it this took a long time and so it takes about five years after you first find the disease to kind of truly figure out what's going on in the landscape and we were at that point we just last year was our fifth surveillance year since we found it so that's really what we're looking at so moving forward We've got a better idea, so we're putting regulations into place that are more sensible, make more sense for the the hunter as well as what we actually know about the disease, um, to not prohibit people, but you know also make it less confusing, yeah, um, okay. regulatory wise. So we're we're sort of at that because regulations have had to change each year. 
because we kept finding it after a dash yeah. year. And so, you know, last year was the first year we didn't add yeah, any new counties. That's what I was going to say. We didn't add a new positive or high-risk county this past year. So hopefully, like Dan said, we've sort of we've sort of identified the distribution. So And yeah. transportation is one of those tools, right, that, yep. that yes. are in place that you can uh, help, yeah. help restrict. The yeah, regulating transportation of, of deer carcasses and parts, and then, you know, regulating feeding and placing, placing food and minerals on the, on the ground. Right. Right. So elaborate on that, and and folks, if you've got the the guide in front of you, there's a, a pretty good map right there. I mean, it's it's green and yellow, and it shows uh, which counties are in that management zone. It's not unit CWD, but it's the management zone right. for transportation and feeding. Yeah, and that's just for transportation and and feeding restrictions. Uh, uh, but yeah, like Dan said, to to sort of simplify to make to make things uh, a little bit simpler for hunters as far as where they can take deer across county lines and, and whatnot since since we have a pretty good handle on the distribution uh, it's present either in or adjacent to most of the counties west of the river uh, of the Tennessee River um, yeah we established that zone so basically uh, hunters can transport deer uh, anywhere inside that zone from river to river uh, and including all of Hardin County and Wayne County. Wayne. So that's kind of all the CWD county, CWD affected counties all uh, in one group. Um, so we don't, we for disease management purposes we definitely don't want to discourage people from being able to hunt and continue to hunt um, like they have or even increase that. Um, so that's that's one thing that we hope will help. Um, also to um, to kind of fight against the further spread mm -hmm. that's the other side of it is uh you know regulating feeding and minerals and things like that within that zone um anything that you put on the ground specifically to congregate animals to one spot can be a source of uh infection like dan explained the uh, animal to animal mm -hmm. uh you know uh, transmission right. or transmission from the environment so yeah, yeah. There, there are there are exceptions to the feeding and baiting. Bait, well, obviously, you can't hunt over bait. You can't do that anywhere in the yeah. state of Tennessee. Right. But the feeding portion of it, um, there are restrictions for uh, that, or sorry, exemptions for agric normal agricultural practices like spilled grain. Like, you know, if you're uh -huh. harvest, harvesting your cornfield or your soy field and you spill some grain, because obviously yeah. not every little last bean, every last piece of corn gets into the bin, right? Right. Um, so there, there's exemptions for that. Orchards, things like that, you know, food plots, whatever. There's exemptions. And, like, if you got a bird feeder within, is it 100? 100 feet, yeah. 100, 100 feet of the house or 100 yards of the house? Yeah, 100 feet. feet yeah. 100 feet of the house, um, that's exempt if it's attracting deer. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, we still would encourage if it is, if you do have a food source of that that you know is attracting deer, if there's something you can do about it to dis disperse that and, and right. keep that from happening, that's probably the best, especially if you're in an area that's known to have the disease. Um, and if you're on the leading edge of it, you know, that's a good way to keep it from spreading into your area mm -hmm. um, by potentially bringing, bringing deer into the area that might right. have it. So. Right. Well, and I, you know, for some folks it may have, uh, it may burden, but other folks it probably made it easier for people to, to get a deer processed or get it to a taxidermist in that area of the state. Right. Uh, just, just know that you, uh, you can go green to green. If you're looking at the map, you can move it from yellow to yellow, but, 
uh, and yellow to green. But once you get it in that management zone, which is the green zone, it, it's not supposed to go back across the river into those yellow counties. So just make yeah. sure you check out your map, page 29 of the guide. And, and, and we know there's always, there's always uh, whenever you draw a line and you know, make one county one thing and one the, and another something else, uh, there might be conflicts. Uh, throughout this, since 2018, with these regulations, since it constantly was changing, there was always new conflicts with especially transportation. Um, so this is not a perfect situation for every particular uh, maybe person, but right. we hope for the for the most part um, this is a simpler uh, situation. So yeah, yeah. Two, two key things to mention on the transport is if you're hunting out of state and bringing it back, there's restrictions for that also. Yeah, going out of state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're pretty much the same restrictions that we have for the green zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't bring things back in. It's got to be boned out, caped out, um, skulls got to be clean, all that kind of stuff, or taxidermied. Um, so you can't bring whole parts back in, basically from out of state. And if you're going, to, if you're coming into Tennessee and going to another state, you need to check that state's regulations mm-hmm. to make sure you're not in violation, because you may be in accordance with ours. But they may have something different in place that you may get dinged for if you if you take it back to your home state. Mm-hmm. Good points. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we touched on transportation, touched on feeding. We're going to run out of time if we don't move on. You got a new facility, Jeremy. Tell me about the new facility you've got out in yeah. Jackson area. Is that yeah, right? just uh, just east of Jackson, pretty close to exit eighty seven. If anybody uh, out that out that way knows where that is. Um, yeah, since we started this in twenty eighteen. Uh, one thing was apparent we didn't really was, have a place to work it was humble beginning <laughs> it was I'll very it humble way. it was very humble and we've sort of transitioned to different levels and uh, kind of made do uh, we worked last year out of a out of a leased facility that we you and know that we, was nice that was a I nice mean, we spot. made the best we made the best of the situation and uh-huh. kind of got the got the work out but I Lots mean, of retrofitting in those places. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> exactly. the agencies, you know, made the commitment to to doing this testing, providing this for hunters. So, um, yeah, we are lucky enough to uh, to build a new work base. Um, basically, everything from the field side of CWD uh, will happen there. So, um, everything that's submitted for testing, whether it's uh, through a processor or a taxidermist, where the samples collected there that'll end up there those samples get processed and shipped uh, the big thing is uh the freezer program you know a lot of people um use that to get their deer tested they'll they'll bring us uh the head with a tag attached and all that um, with their information um, all those tissue samples will be collected there um it's actually set up like dan mentioned the retrofitting it's set up for you know to be able to clean it to be able to sanitize things and really do what we need to do um from a kind of biosecurity Mm -hmm. uh, type uh, situation so um yeah that's pretty much what's going to happen we'll well i think last year we did about eighteen thousand samples out of the out of the facility that that you guys visited uh, will probably be in that range again, if not more, uh, this time. Are these coming from all across the state, right? Um, no, we no. mainly mainly the west. The, yeah, mainly West Tennessee um, and uh, Wayne County. Okay. We, we run the Wayne County samples through. We work with the Region Two personnel to run those samples through our facility. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, and all the other surveillance stuff that's happening is done yeah, in the region. Yeah, it's done in the regions. Like I said, it's still done mainly through uh, check stations. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, some of those, the regional biologists will work with local taxidermists or processors to get to their uh, quotas. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Well, we're definitely going to run out of time. Let's go to uh, – so at that facility, 
all bass management practices are taking place to make sure the samples are done correctly and disposed of correctly and yep. all that fun stuff. Exactly. Uh, we talked about submitting samples. The turnaround time, you touch on that real fast? Yeah, we try to we try to keep it under two weeks, basically as a, as a general rule. Uh, we try to do better than that when we can. Uh, I think last year it was about nine days for Region 1 samples. I mean, maybe a little more. It's not, you know... Um, Maybe not that fast in other parts of the state, but yeah, we try to get them out as fast as possible. Okay, and then you're going to be notified by email. Uh, a lot of the times, most of the time, positives are you get a call, yes. so you know. Yep. Uh, we'd like to know where that deer was harvested, so we can put another dot on the map to kind of know. Yeah, location's the, really important. Yeah. yeah, and have folks make sure to, that your email address and everything is correct you know, in your in your agency uh, in your licensing account so yeah. that we have a good contact yeah. uh, to get in touch with you so go to gooutdoorstennessee.com make sure your email is up to date right there uh, while you're there make sure your, your address is up to date if you get the magazine make sure that's up to date so you can get uh, subscriptions and things from us uh, appreciate you guys being here yeah no problem glad Thank to be you. here yeah. Yeah. A, a good update uh I even learned a few things and just kind of refresh my memory as the deer season's starting to fire up. Starting to get that time. Yeah, yeah. it's starting to cool <laughs> off. Football is here. Go orange. Go big orange, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, excited uh, for this season and what it holds. I'm going to get out there and try to do some hunting. Hope you guys do, too. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> Everybody get out there, hunt early, hunt often, and make use of your bag limits and your incentive programs. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, we didn't even touch on incentives. That's on page 30, page 30 of your hunting guide, so check that out as well. Uh, this is Tennessee Wildcast. Thank you, Don. You bet. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, Dan and Jeremy, appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you next time. Keep coming back. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.